On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, celebrating the baseball life of Jerome McGinley. And we continue our 1 through 9 Academy profiles with a look at St. Joseph Baseball Academy in Red Deer. Welcome to episode number 20 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. Hard to believe we're actually up to 20 episodes now. Thanks so much to all of you who have taken the time to listen to this or any of the other episodes. What we'd love to hear is, which is your favorite? Drop us a line on social media or as part of your reviews in Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. On to this week's episode, we're going to start things off talking about a guy who isn't exactly remembered for his life in baseball. This past weekend, the Calgary Flames held a special ceremony to raise his number 12 to the rafters at the Scotiabank Saddledome. While his feats in hockey were amazing, a few people learned he was also quite the baseball player growing up in St. Albert. Our own Ian Wilson put together a great write-up at albertadugoutstories.com after a conversation he had with Aginla's friend, Bill Russell. Here's just some of that conversation. What can you tell me just about uh, what you saw in him as, you know, just even growing up? Like, was he just kind of a naturally gifted athlete from from the start? Well, I I know that... uh... You know, I'm not, I, don't, I don't know if I'd want to say necessarily gifted because I know that he doesn't like that. Like, he's he's a guy that has hard, you know, he has um, been very extremely fortunate, so he'd be the first one to tell you that uh, with his with his career, obviously with hockey and, and just with, you know, family and, and all that. So he's been, he's been, you know, as he would say, very blessed and fortunate and um, to be able to do what he's done. But, uh, you know, he worked for everything that he's got as well. So, um you know, he had a lot of support from his from his grandparents, especially growing up, and his and his mom um, were kind of the biggest influences for him. And, and it was a lot of times his grandparents um, bringing him to the, the baseball diamond when when they were younger, and his grandpa would even be uh, helping on the PA and announcing uh, you know some of the the games and the next batters up and, and kind of doing that and uh, even getting a little carried away doing a little play by play sometimes when he probably shouldn't have. So. <laughs> Uh, drove me the first to tell you he get booted out of a couple uh, baseball diamonds and probably a couple out of, a couple hockey rinks back in the day. But he was uh, always uh, in our corner for sure, and obviously in, in Jerome's corner. So he was, um, you know, the biggest supporter. And um, yeah, like definitely, um, I'd say he was gifted with with the love of, of sports and the love of hockey and baseball. Um, really all sports he was a real good basketball player too like in you know on our junior high team we played together and and he was uh he was probably our top player on that team and uh in baseball he i was a pitcher he was as well but every time i pitch he would catch so we kind of had that great relationship together and he was the best catcher that i ever pitched with and uh so you know like or pitch too so um yeah just an overall just really a, a tremendous athlete uh growing up and uh it was just he was really good at pretty well everything he did and we'd have long tennis matches and it was always for it was either for money or it was for for, for usually we didn't have a bunch back then so it maybe wasn't money but it was kind of the, always the bragging rights and it was uh he'd never let it down either and neither would we if we ever uh, you know got a couple wins off of him so uh yeah that was kind of the 
the biggest thing is was the, the competitiveness uh, from a young age. You hated to lose, and he kind of never wanted to go out to a loser. It was always that double or nothing kind of thing. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's kind of how it uh, how he was growing up for sure. But uh, worked hard at everything he did, and always tried to get better. The baseball, the hockey, everything. He was always practicing and always took everything seriously with sports, and uh, he was dominant in, in several sports. Yeah. Usually, when you know, in, when you're in those teenage years, and you know, kind of getting into little league and a little bit above, then you yeah. you kind of play around the whole diamond. Was that how it was with Jerome? You mentioned he was a pitcher, and uh, from what I've read, a pretty good one. He, you know, an article I was reading said he could dial it up to ninety. 90 miles per hour, and uh, I, I think I also read about him pitching a no-hitter as well. So so he had that aspect, but did he play all over the diamond as well? Um, yeah, like he, I mean, he was mainly pitching and catching, but he also spent uh, quite, you know, he spent time at uh, at shortstop because he had a strong arm. Um, I was the first baseman um, just being lefty, so it was... Uh, um, usually, if he a lot of times, like he was our number, he was he was our number one catcher. There wasn't any doubt about that. He was just he had a strong arm, so um, he was throwing guys out at second. I remember he was going through his his stages of the Tony Pena days, where he'd be on his knees and he'd still be throwing guys out from his knees uh, as a catcher. So he was able to, you know, to, he had that arm strength where he was able to um, to do that, and, and uh, you know, he just just really understood the game. So. For the most part, it was kind of, you know, um, starting pitching. He'd be used in relief as well just because uh, he could come in and throw hard for, for uh, you know, a couple innings if we needed it. But also he started, you know, most of the time. I don't think he ever really got it up to 90, I'll have to say. I don't know if he, <laughs> he might have threw a little harder than I did possibly, but uh, uh, he didn't have the same movement. I was telling on his ball. But uh, but anyway, no, he, he was he was. He was a, he was a fireballer for our age for sure, and, uh, and like I say, yeah, shortstop he would he would play uh, quite a bit of that, and it was short um, catching and pitching for sure. So uh, pretty well wherever we needed him. I don't think he really hit the outfield much, um, but uh, middle infield, and then yeah, that you know the pitching and catching were were his big uh, strengths, and then uh, and then he was a great hitter. So there's 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 no doubt about that, and he always took that challenge when. He was never intimidated, so I think that was a big part of him growing up. Was, uh, and I'm sure a lot of kids could learn from him. He was never intimidated. Like so, the harder a pitcher threw, um, he was usually one of the only guys who would get hits off of him. You know, at younger ages, you see some of these kids that come in and and they're throwing, you know, 55 or 60 in, in mosquito, and you think, holy jeez, like you barely, you know, like these kids get intimidated easily. Uh, or they're maybe afraid, and he wasn't. He just would. He just get up there, and he'd almost be. He'd almost move up in the box, mm-hmm. rather than moving back in the box. And he really want to challenge that pitcher and, and, and challenge him to throw it by him, and and he'd want to go best on best, like throw me your fastball and I'll hit it type thing, right? So he was never afraid. That was a big thing. And how long? I mean, obviously his hockey career took off at a certain age, and he had to to choose a sport and uh, yeah. uh the newspaper article i read uh, like right after he got drafted also said that he there was a time he was considering doing doing multiple sports and doing you know doing baseball and hockey how how serious did he talk to you about possibly doing that i mean obviously bo jackson wasn't yeah. wasn't too far off in those yeah. days either oh for sure yeah um i think that he knew that you know i mean Hockey was, was his thing. Like, I mean, absolutely, you know, 
Uh, like, he, he loved baseball. Like, there's absolutely no... We went to Nova Scotia for the Nationals, and I can't remember what age we would have been, probably 11 or 12, similar to what our own kids are um, right now. Our oldest boys are... Mine's 11, his is, is 12. So um, I think probably around this age is when we went to Nova Scotia for Nationals. And, and so we'll always remember, like, we've always had the best... best some of the best times were definitely in baseball. Um, but uh, I think that... Uh, I don't know honestly how hard he really looked into into you know the the, the baseball as as a real option. Like I think that if he decided that he was going to go all in for baseball, he he, he definitely uh, would have likely had some options as far as college. But um, but you know I think that he, he you know by that time he was he was like you know pretty dominant in, in hockey right as a young underage bantam player playing in the midget triple a league so i'm pretty sure after that happened and, and after he was you know recruited by Kamloops, i don't think that i think hockey or you know baseball obviously uh, had to take a back seat at that point so um you know by the time uh, junior hockey started I, I think that baseball probably you know still played a bit because you know in, in uh, midget but i think that uh, for baseball but after that i don't think it really became that serious because it's his hockey was definitely uh, kind of taking a stranglehold on, on on the future for him. So definitely, yeah. I don't think anyone would argue that he chose the wrong sport yeah. <laughs> when when they're raising numbers to the rafters and you know, like I said, uh, you're winning gold medals and and yeah. you know, doing the things that he did in his hockey career. You'd you'd never say that, but it, just going down that alternate road. Do you think he? Yeah could have played pro ball or could have been drafted MLB had he focused on that? Like where, where does he rank and how talented of athletes that you played with oh, on the downer? Sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no doubt. He, he, like he, if he, re, you know, if he really chose that he was going to go, uh, if he was going to go to baseball route, I, I, I would have no doubts that he would have had, uh, um, you know, some really good opportunities in, in, in baseball. So, you know, and a lot of it just beca- just comes from that competitiveness, the athleticism, right? Like he was, I mean, he, he was a top player here back in the day where we didn't have a lot of extra training options available, not like kids do now. And I guess, unfortunately, the, the only thing that might have been against him and really anybody at that time coming out of St. Albert for baseball was the fact that we were in St. Albert for baseball. <laughs> like... You know the, the the scouting, and we had the the Mike Johnsons and, and, and Joe Young, guys like that when we were playing. Um, you know, but not too many other guys. Like they, you know, the scouts just weren't really there as much as they may be now. I know that being involved with baseball here now in St. Albert and just baseball Alberta coaching in it um, last year. I mean, the options now for ball are are there's so many more now, and so many more scholarships for kids playing ball and in, in kind of like maybe the Edmonton, Calgary and surrounding areas, it's it's probably more than ever. But back when we were playing, there just wasn't, you know, you really had to be some kind of a standout to be able to um, to be noticed. And if you if you didn't throw, you know, 88 or 90, they probably weren't even going to come out and watch because they had to come from so far, right? So, mm-hmm. but I mean, if he, if he really uh, decided that that's what he was going to do, I have no doubt that he would have been able to play at least... At a, at a good college school and, uh, and and really get into like some we had good coaching here for our area but really getting into real baseball coaching and you know like into the U.S. and 
and, and taking, you know, such an athlete like he was and then developing him, absolutely, I think he could have had a career in that if he chose to. And we always talked about how, you know, and, and I was always the same. And, and it's funny how our kids, I think, are kind of the same. But it's like in the summer, their favorite sport is baseball. And it's like hockey's great. But right now, like, my favorite sport is baseball because it's just awesome to get out there. And Jerome was always, like, the same way. And then hockey was the favorite sport in the winter, but baseball in the summer. And that's... Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a great thing, and and uh, we were able to kind of have that uh, mental shift from from one sport to the other and develop that athleticism for sure. So, no doubt, baseball was I think baseball was a, a huge factor for him in doing what he did, uh, having those successes in hockey. Is there any specific memories that come to mind of Jerome on the diamond? Anything that you kind of either specific plays or or specific games where you're like, wow. <laughs> like that, that really kind of took your breath away. Uh, man, we spent so many years, you know, on the diamond, and uh, uh, gosh, I don't, I, I really can't remember one specific play. But I, I really think that just being, just being the guy. Like I remember, like you know, we we faced uh, Joe Joe Young, and he was the big. He was the you know when we were. Um, I can't remember if he was out of Confederation Park or where he was playing out of. Um, uh, he, he, we were facing him in a game and uh, at Legion Ball Diamonds in St. Albert, and and he came in and he was legitimately throwing 90 miles an hour, and it was I mean that was that was something else to to to, to kind of see that live. I mean you could hear the whistle on, on that baseball from the dugout, right? Like it was it was something else, and he was I think he was he might have been the only player on our team to get a hit off him, hmm. and it was just that it was just that you know challenging. And, and and Joe Young was he was a big kid back then, like he was big and strong and and, and heavy, and he was he was pretty intimidating on the mound, especially when you're throwing that hard, right? Um, and 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 Jerome just stepped right in there, and and he was he was just dialed in and focused, and and he was he wasn't defensive, he was he was aggressive, and it might have been the first or second pitch he threw. Uh, that he ripped it up the middle for a single, and I think everybody at that point was like, okay, well, um, we're gonna have to pitch to this guy a little bit differently, maybe now, regardless of how hard we throw. So uh, yeah, I do remember that being. being uh, I don't remember the age, but it was uh, we were pretty young, but it, it would have still been, you know, like it probably early, maybe first year midget, yeah. you know, for a guy to throw that hard, right? But uh, so it just just all the times that we had in the. Uh, you know, in baseball and, and driving in his, in his in his grandparents' like kind of camper van that they had, and driving out to the the small towns and Lacombe and the and you know rainouts and and things that we do in, in between the rainouts and grabbing burgers in between double headers in Fort Saskatchewan, probably the best probably the best burgers that we ever had, probably <laughs> during uh, the double headers in between, right? So nowadays everybody wants their kids to go have a a sob or eat some fruit or something in between double headers and back in those were the good old days where you could actually go and we kind of earned those burgers I think uh, uh, halfway you know through the double headers right so yeah. those, those memories are big for me and I'm sure they would be for, for Trump we now continue our look at Alberta's baseball schools with our 1 through 9 series, and this is one of the new kids on the block. St. Joseph Baseball Academy in Red Deer is just a year old now, serving Central Alberta for not only baseball, but softball as well. You can head to albertadugoutstories.com for the full write-up on the school. I also caught up with head teacher Jason Chatwood. Jason, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me. 
tell me a little bit about your school and your academy and what you guys are all about. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, the inaugural year, first year, second year of our school, um, first year with the uh, with the Ball Academy. So, yeah, started up um, kind of it made official last last fall, last spring that the, the academy was going to come forward this year. So, first move they made they they hired Scott Murray as the director of the program, and then the next pieces they had to. Um, find the teacher lead instructor and that's where um, they started the hiring process and I was fortunate enough to to get the position. You've been around Red Deer for a while what does it mean to be giving back to the community in this way? Oh it's huge yeah yeah so born and raised in NFL um, grew up playing in NFL and then kind of made the switch um, once I was able to start playing at the the AAA once you were able to come in as an import and played in Red Deer all the way through, and then and then with the the Team Alberta stuff, and then went went on to play college and university, and just uh, yeah, something that you 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 never knew if an opportunity like this would ever present itself uh, close to home, and it did. So it was something that um, I super fortunate, like I said, to get the opportunity, and 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 just just love and coming every day to, to work with the kids and and, and coming to school. And not only that, but you also have someone pretty close to you right beside you with Heather. Talk about that aspect of things. Yeah, it's been good. She's been kind of on maternity leave this this uh, this year with our, our, our second boy. Congratulations so, on that. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. So it's been kind of uh, having her been able to come in, and, and obviously her her resume speaks for itself. It's it's uh, pretty pretty amazing having her come in, and it's been it's been pretty cool to to watch her and see what she does with, with the softball piece with the girls. And it's, um, it's, it, it's cool for us too. I mean, but a lot of the stuff is so similar for us to, to talk at home or bounce ideas off each other and, and do that kind of piece too. So it's been, it's been pretty, pretty cool to, to have her come in whenever she's available to, to, to work with the girls and, and having Scott and, and Terry Hunter as well um, on the softball side with Terry and Scott with, with the baseball has been, been outstanding. I was going to ask about that side of it because that might be something that's different from a lot of the other academies out there is that you guys have the softball side. Was that something that you were thinking of right off the bat to, to give you a little bit of an edge that way? Or how did that all come to be? That, to be honest with you, that, that decision was made before I was even okay. I was in the picture. I think when they... Um, both both sports, I guess, in Central Alberta are really taking off and having success with uh, with the Redier associations, but also uh, the Central Alberta associations for both baseball and softball. And I think that they they really wanted to make that push to to, to provide something for for the girls in that softball factor as well. So, um, like I think, kind of everyone had that same thing. No one really knows what year one is ever going to look like in something. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think, I, I think so far it's made a success and we've already been having, um, quite a few kids that are registering for next year. So I think it'll both programs kind of be able to take off on their own. That's fantastic to hear. Talk a little bit about the facilities that you guys have, some of the amenities that you guys are providing for your students. Yeah, well, t- I mean, um, the school is, is brand new, like I said, and it's, it's state of the art. So it's, uh, the field house is, it's outstanding. So the one thing that I truly find is it's the the space that the, the space that we have it's it's no longer just like being able to throw a little bit or hit a little bit or be able to take the odd ground ball. We're still we're still able to do so many things at, at regular distance and 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 get those live reps too to where kids even 
Uh, we all know what our weather's like up here at times. We're able to not only get reps, but we're able to, to, to get better and challenge the kids in different environments and different atmospheres and, and, and really, really push them. Um, weight room is, is outstanding and that's a huge focus that we, we do too. And, and then obviously as of right now, there is, we're in the talks and, 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 you know, we're hoping to get an on-site field r- right here, but we've, we've been fortunate enough to when, when we've needed to, we have the facilities at Great Chief Park. For the students, what's a typical day for them like? Well, they'd be have so right now they have their regular, their regular classes um, in the morning for for them. So they would be regularly timetabled in in their cores, and 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 uh, we would we have our junior high academy kids that they'll come over. We have our joint St. Thomas is kind of our feeder school. So then we'll see. I mean, I will see them right after lunch. Our junior high kids. And then last period of the day is where the, the two programs are, are kind of set. Next year might look a little bit different as far as they might have uh, different times throughout the day. But everything kind of is based on numbers because we're able to offer this during the school day. Right. So that will always uh, depend on what our numbers are like for Esther. But it's looking like there's going to be more times offered throughout the day. How fun is it to be a part of something like this where it's new and you're kind of getting to grow the program to the needs of the community? Yeah, I, I think that's the thing that I, I liked it the best is um, for me to be a part of it. I mean, I, I left my job that I was at for, for eight years in Sylvan and I loved it, but it was a kind of a leap of faith for me to come over here to, to get this opportunity. And I think for kids too, it's you know, it's a, it's sometimes it's a big move. You're, you're, you're switching schools to take a new opportunity to, to get an experience to, to reach a goal that you're trying to set. So for, for me, it's been, it's been outstanding. And I think the cool thing is we, we get to create this thing from ground up, like you said, and we're, we're trying to build a culture and, and hold the kids uh, accountable and set those expectations for them. And I think the goal for us is where our expectations are now for the kids that those will just become standards. And, and to me, I think it's, it's starting to happen when the kids are holding themselves to those standards and, and they know what it what it takes and what we expect of them. So I think when they're holding themselves to those standards, that's when you start to see a little bit of success and, and that that culture pieces. Next year, I'm, I'm excited about next year because we're having so many of the kids return. So it won't be that, that big what if or that new piece. It'll be a little more familiarity for, for, for us coaches and, and, and the players as well. How much of what you're doing at the school is based off of maybe some of the gaps that you saw as you were going through the system, getting yourself to Colby and getting yourself to Gonzaga and and all these different places? Is that what you're trying to maybe address here or what you hope to address here? How much uh, molding are you doing based off of your own previous experience? Yeah, I think a lot. I mean, it was it was obviously a lot. The academies didn't even exist when I was in high school, so it was... You'd find you'd find a gym or you'd find whatever you could do to play catch at, at whatever time. So I think sometimes the kids uh, maybe don't realize how easy they have it as far as the accessibility for, for facilities and use and that thing. But, um, yeah, I think a lot of that is, is, is our big goal is, is player development, regardless of the, the level or ability of, of the students. So we, we, we preach that a lot and uh, have them set their goals. And I think by them setting their goals, it, it, it allows us to hold them accountable for that piece. But, yeah, I would say it, uh, we're trying to prepare them the best that we can to give them an opportunity to, to play at that, that next level, where, wherever that looks like for them, whether it's a, a student whose goal is to make a AAA team or, or to play at the team Alberta level or 
or even play at the, the post-secondary level and, and hopefully really receive a scholarship. And that's got to be the end goal, right? Is that they can become better, uh, they can stay in their own community, one, in, in terms of especially, uh, you know, you talk about Okotoks, and you talk about Vauxhall, and you talk about all the different ones. So this is a, a real central part of the province that now has a place to kind of uh, own in on those baseball skills. But even beyond that is that they become part of the community and they can grow into somebody, somebody that can uh, play ball maybe down the road. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, all those programs that you mentioned are all outstanding and, and very established programs. And of course, you you know, we have good programs, not good, we have amazing programs, even in the province that, that, you know, we can look to and talk to them and reach out to to see kind of what they're doing and some of the things that they do and and those pieces. And yeah, like we... I use a lot of the contacts that I have down south just to to see what they're doing and what they're looking for or certain things that they would like to see, for for example. So we've had, uh, you know, one of our our grade 12s has got a scholarship here in Arnold. He's going to Minot State University next year. So his programming looks a little bit different than some of our other kids because it's it specifies to him and what what they really want him to focus on on for next year. So the thing I really, really like about it is it, it has that school setting, and 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 you're, and you're part of a cult, your culture, you're part of the program, and it, it has that feel where you're you're part of that post secondary too. You you go to classes in the morning, and then you go have lunch, and then after lunch, it's it's time to you know whether it be in the weight room or time to get on the field or or get indoors for your indoor workouts. So it's try to base a lot of that uh, on that piece. When you look at the talent here, and you look at the talent in Central Alberta. It's got to be uh, pretty exciting to see some of this talent growing, and and especially given I keep mentioning the fact that you know you have uh, hockey, which has got its cost implications, and you have football, and everybody's talking concussions, and so there are parents who are looking for that opportunity in other sports, and baseball seems to be that one. So, how do you grade some of the talent that you're seeing baseball wise here in our province? Well, province wide, I think it's outstanding. I think it's. Um... I think we've always, I think Alberta's always had some very, very talented players. Like, there's no questions. You look at, at where guys have went over the years and had, and not only went, but they've went and had some, some success. And I think that a lot of those, a lot of those guys are back and they're giving back. And you can see throughout, you know, other associations or other academies or whatever it is. And I think a lot of the stuff that they went and they got to do um, is getting passed on now to, to kids at a younger age and they're creating those those habits and, and, and skills and work ethics and it's uh, the game's growing in itself, you know, and I think it's, uh, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of it has to do with the success that the Blue Jays have had recently and, and you have some, some younger kids, but I know Red Deer alone, the the minor ball association numbers are, are, are growing and I know the softball is growing and it's, so I think that has something to see and then it's, it's yeah, I think that the coaches and parents that are, are giving these kids those opportunities to grow and succeed it's 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 awesome and and we still do we, we love our our kids to be able to play multiple sports um while still being in the academy as well whether it be if they're wanting to play basketball or we have a few that still play hockey and 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 that piece but it uh you're right the cost effective pieces is, is there and it's exciting because there are some talented players there's kids you look at uh Straka from Calgary and and the fast steps that he made made up to to the big league level or kids that are going right out of high school to play at a high level of college or the junior national team or or things like that so I think it's it's extremely exciting um baseball in the, in the province and I think it's uh 
I'm happy to, to be a part of it, and I'm looking forward to, to being more a part of it uh, in the future. You mentioned something that made my brain go, huh, was the multi-sport aspect of it. And I know at certain points throughout the last number of years, is there's been that thought process of needing to specialize. Is that something that you guys are really uh, hoping that kids take away from, from their experience at your school is the ability or the desire, if you want to, to try different things and maybe become a better all-around athlete versus being specialized in one position in one sport? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think... I think that that being versatile in in in, in multiple sports and in different facets of the sports will actually help you in in your in your primary sport. So I think do do I think that as kids are getting older, I, I'm sure a lot of them are picking that primary sport where they really really want to focus on. But I think it also is extremely important that if they if they are wanting to and they have the ability to to do those other sports, then then yeah, go go do them and challenge yourself because it's you might hear or learn something from a different coach in a different sport that resonates with you in your in your primary sport that you're wanting to play at a high level. So I mean, I, I was fortunate enough. I had some some great hockey coaches uh, along the way, or, or 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 different different sports and different levels that I know helped me um, as I got to higher levels in baseball for for sure. Final question for you, and I've asked this of every uh, academy thus far, is how do you define success? That's an interesting question. I, uh, I, I think that I would, I would success for us is, is like I said, it's, it's player development, but I think even bigger than that, it's, it's, it's on that personal development side. So we are like, for us, I think success is if, 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 when a student graduates from St. Joseph High School and they're they're part of our academy, that um, they're ready for for the real world. And we've we've created them and and helped them build skills to to be a good teammate and 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 have a good work ethic and and uh, have a good perspective on things and 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 that that work ethic and know what it takes to make some sacrifices and and take care of yourself and and be there for one another and. Because I think those are the skills in the in the big picture where, like everybody, at some at some time the sport is is going to finish for you. You know whether it's baseball or softball, and and and, and you know those those skills. And, and we're lucky, I think, as coaches, we get to impact kids, and we get to teach them those lifelong skills, part of a game. So I think that's a, that's a special thing because, you know, obviously the the skill and yeah, we we would we want to help as many kids get to the next level that we can. But we want them to be successful and realize that their their school is important and their study is important. That those work habits in the classroom and the work habits in the weight room and the work habits on and off the field and and how you present yourself as a person. That's that's uh, what's what's really really important. Cause like I said, and and you know, the, the game is going to be over at some point, and and uh, and and you need to have those those habits that make you a good husband or make you a good good wife or a good mom or a good dad, and and you know. Can contribute in society and 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 get a job and 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 work hard for for what you what you what you deserve and what you can get. Absolutely, Jason. I do appreciate uh, your time and thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Awesome. I, I appreciate it and, and just want to say thanks for all you're doing for uh, showcasing the games throughout the province. It's, uh, I've loved and following you guys and seeing everything you guys are doing, and it's uh, it's great to see how you guys are promoting. Uh, the, the, like you said, the, the talent of Alberta and, and all the great things that are happening across the game. 
Thanks to Bill Russell and Jason Chatwood again for joining us this week on the podcast. And as always, a big thank you to you for supporting Alberta Dugout Stories. We'll chat again next week.